Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Saving Lives Podcast. I'm Eddie Joe. Today for historical context is the 21st of April of 2022. So in this particular podcast and this particular study is a little bit outside my wheelhouse from the typical critical care data that I routinely appraise. I did find it quite interesting and worth my time to dissect this particular article about intermittent fasting because to be quite frank, I have looked into intermittent, intermittent fasting. Oh, that's going to be a mouthful for this whole podcast in the past. Now, it's really easy for me to admit that I've simply given up on intermittent fasting and it's impossible for me to do. Okay, nothing is impossible, but I just don't think it's worth it for me. It does not fit me as an individual. I'm a creature of habit and my daily routine includes making Cuban coffee with milk and some sugar every morning as soon as I wake up. This is a routine that I've done my entire adult life and I will not negotiate getting rid of it at this time. I don't, thankfully, I don't need to lose much weight. And, um, you know, I know that the rules of intermittent fasting include drinking black coffee, but this is not something that brings me joy. Well, enough about me. Let's go ahead and dive into the article. The title of the article, which was published in the New England Journal of Medicine is, quote, calorie restriction with or without time restricted eating in weight loss, end quote. It was published on the 21st of April of 2022. In other words, today. And, uh, well, you're probably not going to be listening to it because I'm going to upload this a couple days later. But it was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. To be honest, I'm unsure of whether it's free for you to download or not. But down in the show notes, there's a link to the citation, which if you click on it, you can kind of figure out if it's free or not. I know that the title does not say exactly intermittent fasting, but the way that the authors define this is, quote, Time-restricted eating is an intermittent fasting regimen that involves a shortened period of time for eating within each 24-hour period. The authors went about performing the study as they explained in the introduction because they were not happy with the quality of previous studies looking at this particular weight loss strategy. So what better to do than to do a study to figure it out yourself? Now, the question, the next question we all ask is how many calories were the intermittent fasting group and those not in the intermittent fasting group consuming? Well, first of all, before I get into that, when you read the methods, you'll find the first limitation of the study, and it's that the trial participants were in China. Whether these data are applicable to Americans remains to be seen, but I definitely have to tip my hat to the authors because they at least did it. So they tried to control the diets of these patients during 12 months during a 12-month period. Men had a diet of between 1,500 to 1,800 kilocalories per day. Women consumed a little bit less, between 1,200 to 1,500 kilocalories per day. Now, this includes the intermittent fasting group and the calorie-restricted group, so everybody ate the same amount of calories. They took into account the percentage of calories from carbohydrates, protein, and fat, and that's all listed in the actual study itself. The patients who were in the intermittent fasting group were called the time-restricted eating group, and they consumed their calories within an eight-hour period. This took place between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. each day. 
This is slightly different than the intermittent fasting windows that I have seen before. Again, I'm not an expert at this, but I've looked this up in the past. And uh, in the, the ones that I've seen, the meals are usually consumed in the late afternoon towards the evening. Now, this was chosen because of the cultural differences where Chinese tend to consume their largest meal in the middle of the day. But I'm not going to bore you with how they received education and follow up throughout the course of this trial. All in all, they went ahead and recruited a total of 139 patients. 69 of them were in the intermittent fasting group and 70 of them were in the daily calorie restriction group. In my opinion, they were quite adherent to the regimens as well as calorie intake. When you look at the primary outcome of weight loss, then you can see that there's no difference between these two groups at either the 6-month or the 12-month period. Patients did lose weight in both groups though, so if you're trying to lose weight, you could choose one of these two regimens. It's just that there's not one particular regimen that's better than the other. This even goes. This even applies to different subgroups, which include the sex, BMI, and adherence to the prescribed diet. When it comes to body composition, both groups did the same. There were no substantial differences, no statistically significant differences. Both groups lost lean mass, abdominal fat, subcutaneous fat, as well as liver fat. In addition, there was no difference in the blood pressure, triglycerides, total cholesterol, and when you even break it down between HDL and LDL, there's no difference between these either. They also looked at other outcomes, no difference between the two groups. A strength here is that they followed the patients for an entire year. A limitation, however, is that they did not keep track of how much exercise these patients were doing as physical activity was not controlled, nor how many calories were being burned by the patients. So these are just things that they did not keep in mind. It makes you think, is, is intermittent fasting all it's hyped up to be? Well, it turns out that the intermittent fasting with the calorie restriction did not have any benefits over just doing calorie restriction. Simply cutting down on caloric intake will get the job done to lose weight based on these data. I know that there's some people and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't exactly wish to get any backlash because all I'm doing is just providing what the data says and I'm asking you to not treat me and not trust me, excuse me, and uh, read these data for yourself. But I know that there's some people who will swear to swear by, excuse me, intermittent fasting. And to those people, I'll say that I'm happy that they found something that works for them. Good for you. But I honestly don't have a dog in this fight and I just wish everyone well in their journey to get to get healthier. After all, we know how in these last couple of years, how obesity has been a risk factor for poor outcomes in our patients. And, you know, I'd rather be unemployed, to be honest. I'll find something else to do. All in all, thank you very much for your support. I hope you guys have enjoyed this quick little off critical care podcast recording on this data that was published just today, as I mentioned, in the New England Journal of Medicine. Hope you all learned something from it. If you have a couple moments, please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as uh, it helps the podcast grow. Thank you very much, and I hope you all have a great day. Thanks. Bye.